So, Craig, we're sitting here in the atrium, University of South Wales in Cardiff. Um, you've just got back. Uh, busy boy at the moment because you've taken part in the Photon Show in Crick Hill with your Brecon ponies work. Uh, but you're also trying to juggle some university studies as well. Let's start with um, that Brecon project because some lovely images there of those ponies. What was the background to that? Yeah, I mean, it was a great opportunity, you know, to be involved in the, in the Brecon show. It's, it's uh, an area that I lived in for a few years before moving to Cardiff in January this year. And it's, it's the place where Brecon Beacons is where I feel at home most. It's uh, most beautiful. I lived in Snowdonia briefly and I thought I could never find anywhere better to live until I moved to the Brecon Beacons. Um, and yeah, the, the show uh, up in Crickowl is of mostly landscape images uh, from around the Brecon Beacons. Uh, mine's different because it's the mountain ponies in the landscape. And it's uh, a series that I started last year looking at mountain ponies who live wild up in the hills in the Brecon Beacons uh, all year round. And um, I deliberately kind of photographed them at just as it was getting really, really dark at night. And the idea was to have something that's kind of different to most of the series that you see on, you know, postcards on sale in Brecon Beacons or, um, you know, something that was gritty, it was black and white, very high ISO, so they're quite deliberately quite kind of noisy images and the series kind of actually came across uh, came about completely by accident so I was uh, living it was when I was still living up in Brecon Beacons last year and and I was actually going through quite a difficult period in my life and, and actually lost motivation for photography for a short time and hadn't picked up a camera for about four months but was about to start a three-year photojournalism degree in Cardiff so I kind of thought well actually I need to pick a camera up it doesn't matter how down I feel you know, I've got to pick a camera up, I've got to get back into this, otherwise there's no point starting my degree. So I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to photograph. Uh, at the time I lived in a house on the side of a hill in the Central Beacons and decided I'm going to go out one evening, photograph some landscapes, just deliberately as it's getting dark, uh, very shallow depth, feel very gritty, kind of dark kind of images which kind of suited how I felt at the time. And I did that and I was coming down the hill either on the first or second night that I was out shooting for that landscape project. And as I was coming down the path, it was almost too dark to really see the path. And there was this herd of five ponies just standing there. And there was this one pony, the white uh, female, who just, as I was kind of bringing my camera up to take a photo of her, she just kind of moved her head back to her back leg as if she maybe had an itch that she needed to deal with. And I shot a couple of pictures um, and I got back home and started to process them and thought, wow, this is really beautiful. This is really nice. And it, it, it kind of all came from there, really, of just kind of to continue this kind of project of the same five ponies who lived, you know, a couple of hundred meters up above my house um, and kind of going out, you know, a few nights a week in all kinds of weather. Uh, some of the best photos I took actually was when it was pouring with rain. And they were just so used to me. I could just kind of stand there or sit on the ground and they would just come over to me, you know, uh, they weren't bothered by me at all. And I ended up getting, a, a, I think, a really kind of nice series of quite intimate portraits. Um, as I say, deliberately kind of taken in really dark conditions, uh, obviously manually focusing, but, you know, guessing a lot at the focus, it was kind of really hit and miss. And with an aperture of 1.8 throughout the whole of the series, I wanted a, a very kind of constant theme of very high ISO, 50 mil lens, 1.8 aperture, um, so that they had a constant kind of feel throughout them. Although in some of them you see 
the pony kind of quite small with with kind of some of the shape of the landscapes and hills in the background and some of them where you're just seeing some quite abstract kind of close-ups of their mane or their ears um, and I think of all the projects I've, I've kind of worked on it's probably my favorite project I've ever done I think it's it, it really helped me kind of come back into photography um, and I think some really kind of beautiful intimate portraits but also because it's a place that I love so much even though unfortunately I live in Cardiff now um, it, it's whenever I look at those pictures it takes me back and okay the beacons is only you know not that far up the road but I don't get back as much as I like to so it's it's a series that is really important to me so it's been great to be able to kind of show them back at, you know in their home of Krakow really. Mm. Because they do stand out even on the walls and they're still up for the next few weeks uh, at uh, number 18 Cafe in, in Crickhill. Um, but as you say, you're living in Cardiff now and studying in Cardiff here at the, uh, at the atrium. Um, but you've got itchy feet as well, haven't you? And you're juggling your studies. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the other work, your interests in terms of um, volunteering. But photography links into that as well, doesn't it? That's right. I mean, I've always had itchy feet. And, and for the kind of four years before starting this degree, my photojournalism degree, I'd been kind of working freelance and, and spending a lot of time kind of traveling, either, you know, for kind of personal reasons, traveling, just trips all over the world from Alaska to New Zealand, really in the past kind of four or five years. But also, I work with um, a, a German charity um, called Committee Against Bird Slaughter, which runs anti-poaching projects across the Mediterranean, mostly protecting migrating birds. This time of year, obviously, birds migrating from Europe through to Africa now to overwinter in spring, coming back to Europe for the breeding grounds. And uh, millions and millions of these birds are, uh, are slaughtered illegally. Uh, they're protected under European law as migrating birds, but huge problems in, in lots of countries from illegal hunting and, and trapping. So the work I do with cabs, uh, I work mostly in Italy and, and Malta, uh, Maltese islands, um, uh, running kind of anti-poaching projects there. So yeah, uh, I've just got back from Italy about a week ago. Um, and I think I'd only been in university for two weeks because the week before that, or two weeks for two weeks, I was working in Malta. So, uh, yeah, itchy feet of, of kind of not really being used to city life, wanting to kind of get back out to the mountains. Um, the work, I, I love uh, working with cabs, fantastic organisation, doing brilliant work. Um, but I, I love the, the, this degree as well. It's fantastic. And I'm really kind of keen to stick it out for the three years. I'm in my second year now. Um, so but I'm sticking around for a, another month or two now to get some deadlines out of the way and then I'll no doubt be off again somewhere else. But I guess as a mature student coming in and, and you know, you're out there grafting these other projects as well, um, I'm guessing though some of the student work is still a bit, uh, not daunting, but um, keeping you busy when you get back. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to do this degree, I mean, I've used photography quite a bit within previous jobs and, and including the anti-poaching work. Um, but one of the reasons I wanted to do this degree was not only to improve my skills for the kind of NGO work that I'm doing now and mm. want to, you know, I'm very keen to kind of go into more kind of international kind of aid work as well with my, with my photojournalism. Uh, but I knew that this degree would really challenge me. And for example, one of the things, you know, I'm a country person at heart and I'm not really a, a city or a, a person person really. I'm much more relaxed being around 
wildlife or being out in the hills. And I knew that by doing this degree, it would really challenge me um, to kind of go out and photograph things that I wouldn't normally photograph. Mm. So, you know, this week I'm photographing some sports. Uh, you know, we've done street portraits. Um, you know, all those things that I knew that I would never do unless I was forced to do it by degree. So I love the challenges that were set here. It's a really hard, intense course, but, it, but it's a fantastic course. Mm. Uh, really glad that I'm doing it. Um, you know, but yeah, itch your feet kind of every couple of weeks. If, I, if I'm in Cardiff for more than two weeks, I know that I need to kind of head off somewhere, even if it's just for a weekend. But that must, that must be quite inspiring in itself, though, just having the opportunity to go somewhere foreign, different landscapes, different setting, I guess even just different, given your interest in wildlife, if we go back to the ponies. Any interest in other kind of projects that might look at other indigenous sort of breeds in the places that you go to, or yeah, I mean, specific projects? I'm obviously I'm, I'm aware that I'm really, really fortunate in, in able to um, travel regularly and, and do the kind of work that I do. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate my whole kind of I guess my whole working career in, in working with charities that I'm very passionate about, working on issues that I'm passionate mm-hmm. about. Which again brings me back to why I want to do the photojournalism degree because I recognise the skills that I need to improve to improve the work that I'm very passionate about. Um, and yeah, it, it's always, it can be difficult sometimes on the, on the projects that I work on, wanting to, sometimes I can't really do the amount of photography or film work that I want to do. So for example, when I was in Italy a week or so ago, you know, we we're working in teams of two. Sometimes I was working by myself, kind of looking out in the mountains and in the forest for trapping sites. And if you're working by yourself, or, or with one other person in quite intense and sometimes dangerous kind of conditions where you're trying to work fast and you're trying to not be seen. Sometimes it's like quite awkward to actually just pull out a camera and start taking some photos mm-hmm. and you've got to, you know, you have to kind of sometimes balance, well, actually this is a job and this is what I need to do. I'm not necessarily here to take photos. Uh, so sometimes there's a, there's, you have to kind of compromise on it and, and balance the two, but, um, you know, as I say, it's something that I'm passionate about, and and if I can combine the the work that I care about and the photography, then then that's brilliant. Presumably, you might also have the opportunity to look at some quite interesting environmental portraits amongst your peer group, the colleagues you're working with, because they must be quite a diverse group of people. Yeah, I mean that's right. Well. I mean, on the projects that we work on, we have volunteers from the age of probably 20 up to the mid 70s mm. and some really interesting characters so one of one of the series that I started working on um, earlier this year was starting to actually interview some of the people uh, who I kind of meet on these projects so I started off uh, when I, I work on a small Maltese island called Gozo which is a very small island and I kind of run the anti-poaching project there but there's a great character there really famous ornithologist Joe Sultana who's from Gozo um, in his mid 70s what he doesn't know about birds of the Mediterranean isn't worth knowing. Mm. Uh, so, and he's become a good friend from my trips there. So, you know, I started photographing him and interviewing him as well. And I want to kind of develop that into a series, uh, potentially for, my, for one of my third year projects here, looking at kind of wildlife crime issues in Europe. Because one of the things I feel very passionate about is that People, when, when you, people hear about wildlife poaching, they immediately think of Africa or Asia and you know, rhinos and elephants and tigers. We have a huge problem in Europe with, with poaching. Uh, millions and millions of birds, in particular, are, are illegally poached in, in Europe. Um, Where do they end up? Uh, it, it varies. Uh, so in Maltese islands, for example, very often they're just kind of shot, 
just for sports, mm. uh, not even bothered picking up. Uh, sometimes they're shot and sold for taxidermists so people can have a stuffed honey buzzard or osprey or some other kind mm. of uh, bird of prey as a trophy. Um, sometimes, like the finch trapping season, which is actually going on now, in, in spite of European law, uh, Malta actually uh, uh, licenses the finch trapping season that's going on now. And a lot of those birds who are caught, who are now on, you know, heading to Africa to overwinter, they'll just be kept in small cages in people's garages and homes as, as songbirds. Mm. Um, you know, and, and there's a fantastic film that's just out at the moment called Empty in the Skies, which looks at the work of Cabs, which is a charity I work with, which was a film by Jonathan Franzen, who's a best-selling writer in America. Um, and, uh, you know, this again kind of looks at some of the individual characters involved with this anti-poaching work. Um, and, you know, as a, partly as a result of that and the characters that I do meet, I'm really interested in, in kind of developing a series of, of um, either photographic or multimedia projects, looking at the kind of people who are involved in anti-poaching work and why they're so passionate. And, and in some cases, especially in countries where we work in, like Cyprus, really dangerous because it's run by the Russian mafia in some places mm. in Cyprus. So people who are willing to put their lives on the line to, to protect wildlife from illegal hunting. Well, hats off to you, Cody. Uh, thanks again for taking part in the Crick Hill Show. Uh, thank you, and obviously thanks to Photon for the opportunity all, to, a, a to have this exhibition. And uh, good luck with the degree. Thank you.